Hi, and welcome to Just One More Story, a weekly podcast that covers unique and interesting stories. Although each story is different, they all have one thing in common. They are all as entertaining as the host himself. His straightforward approach to the craft of storytelling is a refreshing change and an inspiration to all. With that, here's your host, George Walters. Hi folks, how y'all doing today? Good, I hope. I have to tell you, for the past week, temperatures here in Port Loring, Ontario, Canada have been nearing the 100 degrees Fahrenheit mark, or 37 Celsius for those that lean towards the metric part of things. I'm all for summer, but not the temperatures that is upon us now. Anyways, today I have another great story lined up for you that I will share in just a minute. But first, as always, I like to give my perspective on some various things, and by all the reviews and emails you're sending me these days, I'm thinking that you're enjoying them. So, today I would like to talk a wee bit on an item that over the years I have written lots of stories about, and one day I'll share a few with you. But what would that be? I'm glad you asked. The item on my mind today is the old drive-in theaters. You know... With what is going on today with this virus, I would think bringing back the drive-ins would be a great asset. In itself, it would be a much safer way for people to watch a movie and, hey, enjoy a night out. To me, I could never figure why they phased them out to begin with. Well, I guess I can understand it in part, as these big corporations today are all about money. But they sure aren't making any money right now with what is going on, and I wouldn't hesitate to say that it's not going to get any better unless they adapt and move on. So in my mind, some money is better than none at all. And truth be known, the theaters and buildings, to me, are one of the worst places a person could go to. Being surrounded by people with colds, flus, or whatever, and almost eliminating their privacy and the things to nil. Simply put, this could all be eliminated by starting back up the drive-ins. And think of all the money that could be saved by not having to rent or buy buildings, Mr. Corporation. All that is needed is a wee bit of land and a screen. To me, watching movies under the stars with your lovely wife or girlfriend by your side, heck, what could be better than that? A place where the girlfriend can slide over a bit closer, an arm can easily be placed, wherever you like, a place where a kiss could be had without a lot of onlookers watching you, more than the movie itself, and how about all the advertising during the intermissions, which consist of buttery popcorn, hot dogs on a bun with all the trimmings, and mouth-watering drinks and candy, all waiting for you, just a short walk from your car. I don't know, but for me and my girlfriend back when, things usually got a bit warm and we were ready for some fresh air come intermission. To me, the privacy was what I enjoyed the most, where a person could have a drink or a cigarette or whatever without a lot of rules and regulations holding you back. Now don't think I am a promoter of smoking or drinking as I am not. I'm just saying what could be had. An example you could say for those that like to make something out of nothing. Along with that, the speakers don't have cords like they used to. Not like the olden days when occasionally a person forgot to put the speaker back on the post. 
and now can't be ripped from the stand, and your window isn't lying on the ground with you standing there thinking, huh, what am I going to tell Dad happened to his car when I get home? And for all you young folks thinking what I am telling you is old school, huh, well, today drive-ins have low-powered broadcasting transmitters that send the audio to your car radio. Some drive-ins even have digital sound, usually the DTS format, since they are the only company that does installations for digital sound in drive-in, or they used to. There could be some others now. This also means, if the car has a good stereo, that the sound can be as good as that in a high-quality walk-in theater. How about that? And along with that, some drive-ins run AM as well as FM signals for the people who don't have an FM radio. And even more recently, some locations have begun using apps to stream audio over Wi-Fi to your smartphone. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I would think this is the way of the future. Hmm, you could say we're on the brink of bringing back the past to where we are today with all the high-end technology right at your fingertips. You know, I wouldn't hesitate to bet that if we opened the drive-ins back up, they would become the hit of the century with all the young. The reason being that no matter how you want to look at things, the younger generation still has our genes somewhere hidden inside them. And once them genes get a taste of what once was, they're going to go into overdrive. With that, let's get on with the story today. I hope you enjoy What Makes a Home. Now, I don't rightly know what you folks think make a house or a home these days, but for me, it's more than just two-by-fours, size, and a place to sleep. When I walk into most homes of today, the first thing that comes to my mind is a feeling of emptiness, cold, you might say. Not all, not all homes, but most. Today, large seems to be the trend, even if there's only four people living in them. One bathroom upstairs, one down, closets galore, and a living room so large your voice comes back at you in an echo when talking. Bedrooms feel so cold one needs electric blankets to keep warm. And if one rolls over in his sleep looking to find one's wife, he's jarred awake wondering where the heck she is. The part that bothers me the most, though, is the kitchens of today. If one was cooking a nice turkey dinner, the room being so large the smells can't make it to the other rooms for the folks to enjoy. When sitting at the table eating, in some cases, you would need to have a maid, as it would be the only way of food getting from one end of the table to the other, unless you got up yourself and walked to get it. Two-car garages are another part of the homes of today, only to be filled with stuff that half the time doesn't even get used. And when all said and done, where are the cars? Outside, sitting in all kinds of weather, there's no room left in the garage for them. I could keep going on here, but for me, I, I can't call them a home. I know, and I do realize that everyone has different tastes, and they are entitled to whatever they want, as after all, they're paying for them, not me. When I think of what a home should be like, I look at ours today. The way my lovely wife has it laid out, or when I was a young lad, both are about the same. Ours today lacking a few of the older items, which can't be bought or found anymore. 
My home years ago consisted of two bedrooms, kitchen, basement, small living room, and a pantry off to one side. You could say that our home was laid out for two seasons. In the winter, when walking into our home, you were instantly greeted by warmth. You could immediately take off your coat and hat, hang them on a peg, walk over to the old cook stove, which was always burning, and get warm. If you were in need of a hot drink, the water was always hot and only seconds from hand. But I can't just let the kitchen go with that, as there wasn't any other room used so often. When Laura got to cooking, the smells filled each room, and not one mouth didn't get the water and just waiting to sample whatever she was cooking. Also, I should note that when breakfast, dinner, or supper was ready, we were all sitting around the table. You could, you could not only feel the warmth of the old cook stove, but you could feel the, the warmth of friendship pouring out of the walls which surrounded us as it was built by family, neighbors, and friends. Talking about the walls, they sure weren't built with the material of today. <clears throat> maybe, a bit, maybe a bit crooked here and there, and there might have been a crack or two around the window letting in some fresh air, or a door in need of some oil. Did them things play in my mind? Nope, not one bit. The bedrooms were close to the kitchen, which made sleeping on them cold winter nights always comfortable. And I have to tell you, there was never a night that I would need them electric blankets of today. Actually, most of the time, just one light sheet would be enough. The bedrooms weren't as large as today neither, and it wasn't unusual to find five or six young ones sleeping in each one depending on how large of the family one had. I was lucky as I had my own, as did Reg and Laura, the folks that raised me. I also mentioned living rooms. A lot didn't have them. Wasted space, some said. And not only that, truth be told, no one had any time to just sit and do nothing for hours and then. At night, we were in the bed around seven and up before daylight. If there was talking to be done, it would be done around the kitchen table, <clears throat> front porch, out under a shade tree, or while we were working with each other. Occasionally, a few stories were told at bedtime or at a friend's house, but that was about the extent of it. The pantry was in one corner of the kitchen, which was visited frequently, as Laura was always cooking something. It didn't matter what time of day it was, neither... The basement was for our old wood furnace, and the space that was left was used for firewood come winter. No washing machine or dryer could be found down there in them days. Bathing and washing the clothes were done in a wash tub in the kitchen. Later we had a bathtub and an old ringer washer. No clothes dryer, they were unheard of, at least where I grew up. Our clothes were hung on the line outside for Mother Nature to dry. Laura always said Mother Nature dirtied them in part, so she figured the least she could do was dry them. She also said that drying them outside in the sun, your clothes lasted longer, you saved money, they smelt better, you helped save the environment, and you never need bleach, as the sun did it for free. And in the winter months, drying them in the inside of the house by hanging them, you didn't need a humidifier. You know, she was right, too. Throughout the summer, the screen doors would be installed, and if you were lucky enough to have a summer kitchen, it would be open for the season. 
so the cook stove didn't heat up the whole house, which made it even more comfortable. I have to say, I sure enjoyed our summer kitchen, especially when them chocolate chip cookies were being made. The trinkets which sat around their home were set out by Laura. Each had a story to tell. The pictures as well, when looking upon them, all had meanings, and some brought feelings of all kinds to those that looked upon them. Wallpaper with well-picked colors covered the walls, which made the rooms feel warm. You know, I don't know why, but to me, wallpaper of years ago seemed to bring, bring out the happiness that hid inside me. In fact, my lovely wife and I were just talking about wallpaper the other day with her saying it's back in style now. Yes, homes were different back then, but then again, women, women were different too. Women back then did things straight from the heart, whether cooking, sewing, milking cows, or decorating the room. They were special, highly respected, and no one better for a young boy to come, come to in their time of need. If asked what makes a house or a home other than above, I would have to say a good woman with vision, children and lots of love thrown in for good measure. Oh, and for the bathrooms, well, it would be unheard of for a toilet to be inside the house. Myself, Reg, and Laura, we didn't mind the old outhouse other than in the middle of the night throughout the winter months. But it did tend to turn up the noses of some city folks that came to visit us from time to time. And you know, they were downright nasty sometimes when Reg handed them a, in a bucket of corn cobs. Oh well, can't please everyone. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changin', Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters. <laughs>